This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, that's right. You heard the man. It's that time of week. My name is Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios here in Las Vegas. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Absolute jam-packed show tonight. Dave Sherapan in 15 minutes. We've got the championship round of Bernie's Trivia Contest that Ethan worked so hard on. We are finally to week 12. We'll open up phone lines 11.45 p.m. Pacific, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Should be a nice wrestling match tonight as a gentleman from Phoenix is in the lead, but, hey, you never know what can happen here. It ain't over till it's over, as Yogi said. We are going to get to plenty of... NBA stuff, free agency today, uh, in like a lion, probably not out like a lamb because they're throwing money around uh, like, a, you know, Pac-Man Jones at a strip club. This is craziness. Some of these contracts, I scratch my head because if you've got designs on winning a championship, you have to ask yourself, is this the thing that's going to put us over? And probably 99% of the case cases or even more so i would say no we got nfl stuff college football stuff little nathan's hot dog eating contest we got nfl major league baseball the full gamut and uh at the end of this hour i've got a little tribute on ryan mallet uh very sad situation probably very few people remember that ryan mallet was a freshman at michigan in 2007 uh, recruited by Lloyd Carr. That was the year that Michigan famously lost to Appalachian State. Uh, and, and then they got trounced by Oregon, and it was not a great year. And then Lloyd Carr uh, announced his retirement, and then Ryan Mallett ended up transferring when the legend Rich Rod came in, and his you know RPO offense in the Big Ten worked like a drunk crossing an icy street. Ryan Mallett was not a scout. I'll tell you a story in one encounter, and it was very positive. Uh, so we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll get to that toward the end of the hour when people to understand uh, 
the full story of uh, Ryan Mallett. You know, a thought occurred to me. It is July 1st now. Everywhere the show is being heard, at least in the United States, except for here on the left coast in Hawaii, but let's call it July 1st for posterity, which got me to thinking, which I want to do every now and then. You know, I'm no high school dropout. I went the full six years. And this is, again, one of those years that's proving that sports are the greatest reality show and you can script everything but the ending. Because would you not agree that we're having a very unique sports year as we reflect at the halfway point? We are now at the halfway point of the calendar year, and we're essentially at the halfway point of the sports year because the NBA and NHL championships have been decided uh, half the golf majors have been decided. We look ahead to Major League Baseball and, of course, the NFL. Later on in the year, we'll decide those championships. But as you reflect slightly, listen, think. Take hockey. Those poor Canucks up north of the border, they haven't won a Stanley Cup since Clinton was president. Meanwhile, who wins the Cup this year? A team from the desert that didn't even exist six years ago. And that team from the desert beats a team from the beach. Now, did I mention we're talking hockey and we're talking deserts and beaches? Now, I guess word has it people in Toronto and Buffalo are well, they're kind of pissed off, right? I get it. Buffalo's never won the cup, even though they did have that near mess in 1999 against Dallas. And Toronto hasn't won the cup since before Nixon was president. By the way, what's this fixation with presidents here? Uh, who writes his stuff? You know, Mel Brooks once said, it's good to be the king. Well, it's even better to be Stan Kroenke. Kroenke has now won championships in the NFL, NHL, NBA titles in back-to-back seasons. Back-to-back-to-back seasons. Denver Nuggets, who no one believed in. Lisa Salters even admitted she hadn't seen Nikola Jokic play. So there's that. Nuggets get their first championship two Mondays ago or three Mondays ago, whenever now. They give owner Stan Kroenke another title. Remember, his Rams won the Super Bowl two years ago. Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup last season. So I guess that means the Denver Broncos will win it all in the upcoming season. Bizarre world? I think you could make a case for that. The lovable Cincinnati Reds. Quite a June. Drawn 7,000 fans at the beginning of the season. Sell out back-to-back nights. Ellie De La Cruz. Price of admission. He was only five years old when Joey Votto made his debut in 2007. So there's that. How about the PGA and LIV? Yeah, that's all happened this year, too. Not that long ago, they were pissing on each other's shoes, burning up legal fees, you know, to the tune of $150 million. Now they're in bed together, and Roy McElroy, it'd be nice if I could say his name, Roy McElroy is a sacrificial alum. Yes, a sacrificial alum. Look, desperate people do desperate things, man. The PGA was bleeding money. They were becoming desperate. Don't act like they weren't. Meanwhile, the live, well, they're hungry for a seat at the world table. They want to be in the world of sports. They want to be more of a cultural force on this planet, and they're willing to pay for it. Plus, be honest, the live, they want more eyeballs. They want more legitimacy. They want a bona fide TV contract. But riddle me this, Batman. They say the PGA will still get to call the shots, but the live pays all the bills. Can you say collision course? Yep, crazy, crazy world we're in. Crazy halfway point in the world of sports. How about those lovable Oakland A's? Well, barring any unforeseen speed bumps, which could happen, 
Mark your calendars for the 2028 season, and you too can watch Major League Baseball in the Mojave Desert. Yep, they pulled it off. Were they invited to Vegas? No. This ain't the Golden Knights or the Raiders. The A's just kind of showed up, uninvited, hat in hand, asked for $380 million in public money, and they got it. Ask and you shall receive. Make no mistake, I'll go out to the ballpark. I love baseball. But the backstory of how this happened is bizarre world, but true. And we will continue to cover this story because now there are lawsuits. There are all, there's all sorts of mischievous here that, in theory, could blow this thing up. Do I think that'll happen? Probably not. But I will tell you, I was on a business trip in 1992 down in Tampa, Florida. My hotel, I go down and grab the newspaper, the Tampa Trib. Front page of the Tampa Trib, San Francisco 49ers moving to Tampa Bay. Front page of the paper, not the sports section, the paper. Well, they never moved to Tampa Bay, obviously. They, they were sold. And, of course, they stayed in San Francisco. Could John Fisher sell the A's? I don't know. What if that PIF fund shows up and say, hey, John, we'll break off 2 $3 billion for you. We carry that in our wallet. Stay tuned. We're living in weirdo world. Now comes Victor Wembenyama, who next Friday at this time will have made his NBA debut here at the Las Vegas Summer League. I'm going to catch him Sunday night against Scoot Henderson. Uh, should be fun to watch. I hear he's pretty tall. I hear he's pretty tall. I read about it in all the papers. and We'll see how he pans out because, uh, you know, look, not not that I'm going to throw, uh, you know, ice water on someone's dream, but there have been uh, seven players in the history of the National Basketball Association that were seven foot five, and only one scored average ten points a game. That would be uh, the venerable Yao Ming. Uh, the good news is, is it turns out Victor Wimbenyama only measured seven three and a half, so maybe he'll be fine. Uh, some of these deals earlier today uh, having to do with. NBA free agency just blow me away, man. Uh, uh, look, I love it. To, I love it when someone gets paid because that shows me the potentiality of what's there in the universe. You too can have your day in the sun. You know, think of the movie Office Space when that poor jabroni's backing out of his driveway and gets plowed, ends up in the next brace and ends up with millions. And he became an inspirational story. Kind of like Fred Van Vliet agrees to a max deal with the Rockets. Now, I realized back in 19, he was an all-star. He helped Toronto win a title. So he gets a three-year, $130 million deal that, uh, look, you can't wait to get there, man. I love Houston. Love Pearland. Love Manville. Love the whole city. Love Cypher. You name it. And now that the NBA salary cap is up to $136 million per team, well, there's money for everybody, including Kyrie Irving. Returning to the Mavericks on a three-year deal. I guess we just couldn't get enough of old lovable Kyrie, could we? That's This was a Mark Cuban deal all the way. I'm telling you, I knew it. He was never going to let him out of town. That's the way Mark Cuban rolls. And I won't say anything bad about Mark Cuban for personal reasons. On November 19, 2005, I got to interview him in what he called his his war room. He's a, he's a really nice guy. And he's quirky and weird. And he does things like this. And We're going to have a special edition of... Uh, Medina Magic tonight discussing all these. We'll get to Draymond Green's deal. We'll get to Chris Middleton's deal. Kyle Kuzma. Right on down the line, it's a who's who. A, it's like a, a Madame Tussauds of basketball museum wizardry tonight. 
So we'll get to all of it. And uh, who knows, by the time Mark is on, we will find out. And the one name, honestly, the one name I've watched for all day, it would be so on brand for the Lakers to screw this up. I'm really curious what they're going to do with Austin Reeves. That's the one name I'm waiting for and the one name that I haven't seen anything on yet. Okay. Tyrese Halliburton, he got his. Will Austin Reeves get his? I guess we'll find out later. Coming up, some weirdness in the world of sports betting. I'm questioning whether or not sports books will stop taking bets on drafts amid a recent NBA controversy. We'll get to Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Some real money starting to come in on NFL and college football futures. It's that time of year. We're weeks away now. Uh, I know some people call July the slow time. I call it showtime because, man, there is a lot to talk about. That's why you listen to this show. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. Seriously, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. I'm Bernie Friday. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio, Tyrac.com studios. Keep it locked right here. You're listening to the Bernie Friday Show on Fox Sports Radio. All right, back on the Bernie Fratto Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios here in Las Vegas. Take you up to 2 a.m. Pacific, 5 a.m. Eastern. Let's welcome in a gentleman. You've heard him on these airwaves many times. We go back 13 years, many, many years behind the counter at the Sportsbook. Follow him on Twitter at SportsBKConsig, co-host of Boston versus a Book. Say hello to Dave Sherapan. Dave, how are you, buddy? Bernie, man, good to hear your voice. I'm living large right now. Did you see the Pirates walk off the Brewers today? I'm well, walking on air. Of course, you're from Pittsburgh, so we make sure we don't bury the lead there, big fella. <laughs> man, oh, man. Baseball is fun, Bernie. I mean, and it's more fun when your team is in it. And this business beats it out of you. But, man, when the baseball team is in it, the summer's better. Everything's better. I mean, close to 500, still relevant on what's going to be July 1st. It's great. Fired up. Man percent. And and under the new, you know, playoff format, if you're 500 at Labor Day, you're in the hunt. You just need to get in the dance, no. right? So, no no question. The way the format is now, it's not a one gamer. You got a three-game series to you know, get past that first round. So you just need to get in. We saw it last year in the National League. The bottom two seeds were the Phillies and the Padres, and they played for the uh, pennant in the National League. So hope springs eternal into the summer. That's exactly right. Um, I want to tap into a story that's uh, – Maybe a little dated now, but not too much because the NBA draft was fairly recent. Uh, Dave, you spent a lot of years behind the counter. Given that, I'll put it in air quotes, controversy uh, after a report by Sam's Charania, who indicated that, uh, you know, the betting odds for the number two pick would shift because a certain player all of a sudden was on the radar screen. Could you envision a time, Dave, where the sports books just say, you know what, hell with it. We're getting buried on the NFL draft props. We got the situation on the NBA draft props. Do they start to maybe dial it back when the handles weren't, or the, you know, where the limits were small anyway? What are your thoughts on that? Bernie, 
Bernard, if it was up to me, we would have never done it. I used to stand on the table in the risk room and say, we don't need to do this because, one, yes, the handle is low. Two, the game, no matter what it is, you at least feel like you have a shot or anything can happen. These information-based markets, the NFL draft, the NBA draft, it's not like that. And usually the steam, the money, whatever you want to call it, it goes a certain way and the books get their clocks cleaned. Now, there's no sympathy for the bookmaker. My friend David Purdom said it years ago. So a bookmaker told him that there's more sympathy for the devil than there is the bookmaker. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> he was right. But like this one got the better. This one got the this one That's for a right. lot of books That's and right. a lot of guys that I talked to, it evened out their books because it was all one way before that. The report came out, people bet it because of the report, and it lessened the exposure for books. So there's an uproar. And and I get it. But like Tom Hanks said in a league of their own, there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in the sports book either, despite that guys have been crying about their bets and bookmakers have been crying about getting killed for decades. Talking with Dave Sherapan, Boston versus the book. So we've got Mick Jagger and Tom Hanks in the same sentence. Nicely done. That's what you get here on a Friday night. All right. <laughs> I want to uh, dive into another subject that I think where the group think Echo Chamber has gone wild. I'm of the opinion the NFL does not have a gambling problem. you got 1,700 players. Now you got you know maybe a dozen or so that are too stupid to understand. Don't bet on the NFL and don't bet at a facility. My question to you, though, is that when people look at this story, do you not agree that it's the information aspect, not the betting aspect? For instance, go back to props we talked about. We all know it's all about information, and information is out there like crazy. If you want to make money betting on the NFL draft, get information, et cetera, et cetera. What, are, what do you believe the NFL is most concerned about? I say it's the information flow getting in the wrong hands. What do you say? 100% agree with you. You said it when you were on with Matt and I on Bostonian versus the book, and I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Look, the lines are being there are no more lines. There used to be a strict line that was painted, and you knew where it was. And now the lines are completely blurred. There's official betting partners with the leagues. There's going to be arenas, stadiums with books in them just like across the pond, it's all completely convoluted now. Now, in the information part of it, that's the real issue. You, you know, they tried when they passed, when PASPA got overturned and used this integrity fees thing. It's an integrity problem if it's even perceived to be an integrity problem. Whether it is or not, its perception is reality in that regard. So... The league has an issue to make sure that the players, the people that work for the organizations, everyone understands, don't bet on the game. Just don't bet on the stuff 
And especially, now I, I got a real issue with if we're doing it out in the parking lot away from the facility, it's okay. But if we come on the facility, it's not okay. It's either okay or it's not. doesn't matter where you're at. I mean, if you speed, whether you're on the freeway or on a residential street, it's still speeding. So it's still gambling. And I think we're in the infancy of all of this being worked out. Um, you said it to us. There's People have been gambling for a long, long time. Now, putting it on the person doing the gambling, maybe that's better than putting it on the book to police it, or the league needs to be a little more crystal clear in the policy. Like, it's just like telling a kid. We've got kids. We, we were parents. Tell them specific things, and if you don't, they're going to push the envelope to a certain point. That's the, that's the real problem. The information, you're right, the flow of it is ultimately the real problem. Spoken like a guy who spent two decades behind the counter. I like what you said about the meetings and the managing of the risk meetings pertaining to taking bets on props because it's all about managing risk. You know what really drives me nuts when one of these national walks on TV or whatever says, well, Vegas says, well, Vegas says, we're not in the prediction business. We're not in the fortune-telling business, right? Which leads me to another good question that people ask me about all the time. For instance, we got Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest coming up in faraway places, right? You can bet lots of things. It's a lot of fun to watch, right? People get their action junkie going. We don't do those things here, nor do we do the Academy Awards or elections. But the handle is potentially astronomical, like it is in Great Britain. Dave, do you see a time where here in our regulated market, where you will be able to bet on like Academy Awards and elections and things of that nature? Well, I mean, the handle will dictate that somebody at some point is going to say, "We need to do this." They're doing it other places. We need to do this. That's that's how betting on the drafts became a thing. Well, they're doing it. We can't lose out on the handle. We need to do it. But then. You grade everything, and you go, boy, that was really a bad decision. <laughs> so at least the political betting will dwarf everything in the volume. Now, I don't know if you remember, but we were both in the M, um, and we put up the hot dog eating contest because yeah. we had a couple customers that said we want to bet it. We looked at each other and said, he wants to bet it. Let's make a line. And this was back as Kobayashi was, you know, going down and, Dan, and Joey Chestnut was coming up. We looked at last year's number. We looked at each other in about five minutes. We said 62 and a half. Make that the number. And we did it. And we lost. They bet it over. And I think he finished with 67. So it can be done. It's all about your risk uh, appetite. If you want to be risk averse, maybe not put up some stuff. If you want to be open to managing it, you do it. But you're 100% right. The lines in the book doesn't know anything more. I say it all the time. Nobody knows Squadoosh. You put the opinion, <laughs> you let the market tell you. Forget about all this, oh, these guys know this, they know that. Nobody knows Squadoosh. And then you just book the games, book whatever you want, even a hot dog contest, and let the chips fall where they may. Dave, we're going to get you on again in August. We've got a fabulous triple college football header on Monday or Sunday, September 3rd, I believe. 
Uh, yep. And interesting how LSU is becoming more to the forefront as a real player in the national scene. Before I let you run, tell the folks you and Matt do an outstanding job, very clever, very unique product, Boston versus the book, Bostonian versus the book. Tell the folks where they can sample your product. So every day we do it live uh, at 11 o'clock Pacific in the morning, 2 o'clock Eastern. It's on YouTube. It's on Twitter at Boston, the at symbol at Boston versus the book. He's from Boston. That's enough said. Most people are annoyed with people from Boston and teams from Boston. I provide the book viewpoint of it. We go back and forth on numerous subjects. There's plays. There's opinions. Sometimes we break out into song like you and just have a really good time. Try to have good guests on like yourself, national people all over. And, um, do it every day, man. There's a lot of stuff going on in this space, Burns. We're just trying to keep it keep it fun, keep it interesting, and keep it relevant every day, telling both sides of the story. That's what we do. Dave, good luck to your Pirates. It'd be a great story to see maybe a, a new We Are Family team emerge this year. Oh, baby. I mean, those Reds won't go, go away either. The Cubs are hanging around. The Brewers are there. The NL Central and the AL Central, I don't even want to mention your Tigers before we get out of here. They're still lurking. There's, there's so many games under 500. They're only five back in the division. What's going on? It's baseball, my friend. It's baseball. All right, great stuff. Dave Sherapan, follow him on Twitter at SportsBK. Can say great stuff. Enjoy the rest of your evening, Dave. Thank you. You do the same, Bird. Thanks for calling. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Dave Sherapan, Boston versus the book, Bostonian versus the book. Well, for the 24th time in Major League Baseball history, it happened the other night. This one was a little unusual. I will explain. But first, let's go to our guy Kevin Figures with the latest. All right, Bernie. Some uh, big-time deals handed out on day one of the NBA's free agency period on Friday, as always. The latest being the Pacers agreeing to a five-year contract extension with Tyrese Halliburton to the tune of $260 million. That is a max contract extension for him. Indiana also signing Bruce Brown away from Detroit, or excuse me, from Denver, I should say, for a two-year $45 million contract. Memphis signing Desmond Bain to a five-year extension. Kyrie Irving will return to Dallas on a three-year, $126 million contract. Jeremiah Green, a four-year contract extension from Golden State. Fred Van Vliet on his way to Houston for three years and $130 million. Chris Middleton back with Milwaukee on a three-year deal. Kyle Kuzma, four years, $102 million to return to the Wizards. The Lakers will sign Gabe Vincent to a three-year contract, as well as Rui Hachimura, who also agreed to a three-year contract. In baseball Friday night, the Rays beat the Mariners 15-4 after trailing 4 nothing. Elsewhere, Shohei Otani hit his 30th home run of the season, but Arizona beat the Angels 6-2 to snap a two-game skid. Mookie Betts went deep twice for the Dodgers in a 9-3 victory over Kansas City. Houston beat the Rangers 5-3, six home runs for the Braves, in a 16-4 drubbing of the Miami Marlins. All right, back to Bernie Frado. All right, thanks, Kevin. So, perfection for Herman is the only way to put it. Uh, Major League Baseball hadn't had a perfect game since 2012, were ironically were three that year, but uh, Domingo Herman, who had given up ten runs in his prior start, uh, obviously uh, retired all twenty-seven batters. The Yankees blow out Oakland eleven nothing, and uh, he's the first pitcher to toss a perfect game since Felix Hernandez did it in twenty twelve. That's the longest stretch without one since I guess well there there, there was a thirteen year gap between sixty eight and eighty one, but. 
uh, that crazy 2012 year. You had Matt Cain, Felix Hernandez, and you remember the name Philip Humber. They all became part of baseball history. But it was interesting because this is only the second time in Major League Baseball history where a perfect game was thrown against someone against the lineup that you know represented the second check that the worst team in baseball they're the worst team in baseball it's only happened twice and uh it was a i mean i don't i don't know that herman broke a sweat he only threw 99 pitches that's the second fused in a perfect game since randy johnson did it 23 years ago through 72 strikes had only two three ball counts the other night once in the fourth inning once in the eighth and the biggest threat came in the fifth inning uh Anthony Rizzo had to make a sliding stop of a ground ball hit by Seth Brown. And, uh, of course, Rizzo proving why he's a four-time gold glove winner. He handled the chance. He flipped it to around for the out. He had to, you know, get to the line. And you work on this during spring training, right, all, all the time. Where the first bait, or the pitcher, anytime a ground ball is hit toward the right side of the infield, the pitcher instinctively breaks for first base, gets to the first base front line, runs parallel for the last 10 feet. That's how you that's how you do this, okay? But that's not as easy of a bang bang play as people realize. And Rizzo again had to make a sliding stop. The ball was hit hard. And that was really the only threat, right? And what's interesting also, Herman had dedicated the star to his uncle. His uncle, who he was very close to, had died forty eight hours prior to Herman's start against Oakland. And Herman went on the Yes Network and Post game in New York and said he basically cried all day in the clubhouse on the day of his start and uh, went out and, you know, this is the stuff of baseball lore. These are the things that happen. You know, Don Larson, who famously pitched the perfect game in 1956 during the World Series, well, he had an interesting day as well. He went home after work and his wife filed for divorce. So there's that. How was, how was your day? But Herman, in doing so, Pitching this perfect game the other night became the first Dominican-born pitcher to throw a perfect game. It, and and this, this performance came out of nowhere. I mean, no one could have possibly expected this. Um, as I said earlier, Herman had given up 10, 10 runs in his last start. He got shelled in the start before that for seven runs, and he didn't last longer than three innings in either of those games. He'd been scuffling for the last three seasons. And he's not a bum in that he actually won. Herman actually won 18 games back in 2019. And then you remember what happened. He got suspended for a, a domestic violence allegation. So, you know, look, redemption is good for the soul. It happens in baseball probably more than any other sport. But unfortunately, on the flip side of the coin, another low light in what's become an incredibly ugly season for the Oakland Athletics not to mention their impending move here, their fight in Oakland. Uh, they're, as of, what, a couple days ago, they were 21-61. and 61. I'm not sure their current record. I know they had that hot stretch winning seven straight, but Oakland won just two of its 13 games after that, and they only scored more than three runs twice. So, look, don't diminish uh, Herman's performance. There's no such thing as diminishing a perfect game. You threw a perfect game, all right? Uh, lots of other pitchers. There's been 82 opportunities this year so far to throw a perfect game against the A's. So far, only one has done it. So I, w I would not diminish it. Uh, and, and look, I think as far as the Oakland A's, we're going to watch this in the sense that, well, the 62 Mets were 40 and 120. 
And no other major league team has won 39 games, I think, in a season in the modern era. And I'll, I will never forget covering the 2003 Tigers. They went 43-19. and 19. When they won that 41st game, my God, it was like a, a walk-off triple. They jumped up and down like they'd won back-to-back pennants. So believe me, these guys know it, all right? And they're, they're professional athletes, and, they're, and they're, they're proud, and they're doing the best they can. They're just undermanned. They're undermanned, and you can see it. But I will be watching that because that will be another story. But, look, tip of the cap to Domingo Herman. He's had a very up-and-down last four years. He's had a very up-and-down year. His uncle died two days before the start, and uh, people are not going to let him go. The, you know, Let him forget the domestic violence charges he had, which cost him a suspension. But for one night, Domingo Herman was on the top of the world and haven't had a perfect game in 13 years, like I said. And so it merely adds to the uh, sort of the, the moniker I had at the beginning of the show that we are in a weird year. We are in a bizarro first half year in the calendar and in the sports calendar as well as we are on July 1st. Coming up, uh, Ryan Mallett played for three NFL teams and two college teams, and his life was taken far too short. I want to share my Ryan Mallett experience back in 2007 when I was still very much in the media in Michigan, and uh, that was a very monumental year for Michigan football. I'll fill in all the blanks for you. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio TireRack.com studios. Don't go away. You're listening to the Bernie Fratto Show on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, back on the Bernie Fratto Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Tarek.com studios here in Las Vegas. Phone lines are open, 877-996-6369. Do not delay. This is the final round of the uh, Bernie Fratto Backyard Bunk and Bets contest that Ethan created. We are in week 12. The champion will be decided tonight, 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Do not delay. The festivities will begin again at midnight. One more time. 877-996-6369. We had genuine tragedy uh, this past week. A gentleman by the name of Ryan Mallett, former NFL quarterback. And uh, all you need to do is pay attention to the comments. He had a a real impact on people's lives and the various stops he had in his life. Played for three NFL teams. Uh, was a quarterback at the University of Arkansas where he made his bones. And recently he had become a football coach at Whitehall High School in Arkansas. And uh, those around him say he had found his niche. He was in his element. It was 
all about the kids, coaching kids, making an impact on kids. And that doesn't surprise me because a lot of you folks, I'm sure, have forgotten or may not even have known that Ryan Mallett actually began his college football exploits at the University of Michigan, not Arkansas, but he was only there one year. I'll explain. So Mallett was a freshman in 2007. He was recruited by Lloyd Carr, and I was uh, obviously living I lived in Novi, Michigan, then 20 minutes from Ann Arbor. I'd been covering Michigan football since 94. I'd moved on from WTK, the flagship. I was uh, over at uh, 97.1 doing line stuff, but still covering Michigan around the scene. And uh, recently talked to my good buddy, Dennis Fithian, who's still very active uh, in the media in, in Michigan, has been for 30 years. And uh, before I get to the Ryan Mallett story, he entered as a freshman, and that was the year famously that Michigan lost to Appalachian State. In week one, September 1st, 2007. And uh, I was at that game. That was crazy. And then Michigan got hammered the following week by Oregon. And it was going to be a rough year. But they rebounded somewhat. They beat Notre Dame. And I think three or four weeks, five weeks into the season, uh, Chad Henney, who's still knocking around the NFL, was Michigan's quarterback, who was a senior, got hurt. Well, then steps the freshman, Ryan Mallett. He had, you know, eight or nine appearances or eight or nine starts, maybe more, maybe 10 or 11 appearances, and had some success. He was, you know, the big, tall, prototypical drop back with a cannon arm, uh, the kind that had been coming through Michigan from, you know, Todd Collins to Elvis Gerback to Tom Brady to, 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 to you know, Chad Penny or uh, Ch- uh, Chad Henney, excuse me. Uh, Brian Greasy, you get the picture, and you fit Lloyd Carr's system. Well, Lloyd Carr retired in November. And in comes Rich Rod, the lovable Rich Rod, with his uh, Fugazi RPO offense. It never caught on. He had three very bad years at Michigan and moved on. Uh, then Brady Hoke came in, and then Harbaugh saved the day. But the point of the matter is Ryan transferred after one year. He was no use to Rich Rod and because uh, he didn't run. He, the style of offense and Ryan Mallett ended up at Arkansas. Well, here comes the Ryan Mallett story. So in the August, August of 2007, before he's ever played a game, Dennis had a nephew there a little young girl, seven years old. She had this Michigan football, and she asked her uncle, hey, I want to get some autographs. So what do I do? Well, there's a bunch of players over there. You know, I'm sure they'll give you an autograph. And she happened to pick out Ryan Mallett because Ryan Mallett was about six foot five, and he stood out. And so she traipsed over there and and went up to hand the football to Mallett. Mallett kneeled down, made over her, and uh, certainly was very uh, accommodating for a few minutes signed the football, and she came running back to Dennis, and she says, I like him. He's really nice. He's my favorite player. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Mallett went on to Arkansas. Obviously, he did have NFL caliber skills. He was a two-time All-SEC selection. And uh, he ended up having a five-year career in the NFL, it's not bad. Spent some time with New England. Coach Bill Belichick was very laudatory of Ryan. Tom Brady was very laudatory of Ryan because, look, uh, there's something about a great teammate who interacts well with people, and that was Ryan Mallett. He went on to the Houston Texans, went on to the Baltimore Ravens. He, You could say he had a nondescript NFL career, but he did have an NFL career, and he did have an impact of where, you know, the, where he stopped. And Mallett, uh, you know, eventually 
talked about the fact that he always knew that his football destiny was to be a coach. He said, quote, everyone in my family, my dad and his brothers, they go by coach. Coach Mallet, that's all I've ever heard. I was going to be a coach. We came from a coaching family. He started going to practices when he was he could walk. And Mallet said his early earliest memory of his dad's practices was going to the practice and climbing on the blocking rack and getting his head stuck and he was hanging from his head and had to pull him out. But he was a he was a football guy through and through. And then of course in twenty twenty, Mallet became the offensive coordinator at a high school in Arkansas. And uh, they had one of the worst football programs in the state before Mallet got there, and Mallet turned him into a winner. So then he moved on to his head coaching role at Whitehall High School in 2022. And what's interesting, Mallet was quoted multiple times. He didn't say, you know, we're going to win games, and we're going to win championships, we're going to conquer the world, and we're going to kick your butt. Mallet always said his job was to shape and mold young people. He said, this is the time a lot of them are finding out about themselves. I hope I can help them. I will tell you, that's a very high calling because there's a saying about a coach who will, you know, tell you what you don't want to hear, show you what you don't want to see to make you come the per- make you become the person you've always been able to be. I butchered that up, but you know what I'm trying to say. And a great coach can tell you how to deal with failure. And a great coach can tell you, you know, you're capable of doing more than you think you are. And a great coach can get your ceiling and understand where it is and help you get there. Great coaches understand people. Good coaches understand X's and O's. Great coaches understand people. Ryan Mallett understands people. I saw it firsthand in 2007. Rest in peace, Ryan Mallett. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Dial them up right now. Bernie's Trivia Game Backyard Bunk and Bets is six minutes away. Don't get shut out. You're listening to the Bernie Fratto Show, Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Well, that's right. You heard the man. The Bernie Fratto Show keeps rolling right along. My name is Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios here in Las Vegas. Fox Sports Radio. Tyrac.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com. The way tire buying should be 877-996-6369 last chance to get in we are here it is week 12 the championship will be decided tonight ethan will get the standings out the final standings out tuesday evening after the hot dog contest so without further ado let's turn it over to my man ethan miller and bernie's trivia contest 
We got questions. We got prices. Are y'all ready to have some fun? Lots and lots of fun. Who will come out on top? We're calling on you. Let's see what you got. It's game time. It's showtime. It's Bernie's Backyard Bunks and Bats. All right, Bernie. Last and final week. Three months of fun we've had here. Um, I'm just going to give an update on the standings so everybody's aware of what's going on right now. Uh, It's a tight race. It's a tight race, and um, I got all the contestants' emails because we got some good prizes, including uh, Fox Sports Radio uh, headphones, Fox Sports Radio wireless charger, and a Fox Sports Radio speaker. So exciting stuff, and we thank the Fox Sports management team for getting us that kind of stuff. And uh, we are going to be doing this again coming up, um, not next week, but the following week. We're going to do another type of challenge like this, and more news will come to that. But an update on the standings right now. It's Dave from Phoenix. He has 1,000 points. Poppy from San Diego, he has 900 points. And then Brandon from Hawaii has 800 points. So it's anybody's game. And we got all three of them on the line tonight, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to start off with Brandon from Hawaii. Brandon. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Brandon. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Brandon. Doing pretty good. All right, Brandon. Thanks for calling in so many times and, and uh, playing with us. We really appreciate oh, it's been it. fun. All right. So your first question of the night is going to be, who has won the most MLB MVPs in league history? And if you tell me how many the guy won, you get an extra 200 points. Yeah, I believe it's uh, Barry Bonds. And I want to say, oh, man, got to be about, I want to say, uh, let's throw out seven MVPs. Oh, man, you're wow. on fire. That is that is a master class right there. That is great stuff. That's uh, where champions are made right there. All right. right out of the gate, no hesitation. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to do be- uh, best bet. In the MLB tomorrow, the Yankees take on the Cardinals at 11.15 a.m., 2.15 Eastern. Uh, in the first game of their doubleheader, they do have two games tomorrow. It'll be uh, Severino for the Yankees and Flattery for the Cardinals. Um, will you be taking the over nine or under nine runs in the game? I'm going to go, uh, I'll go with uh, over nine. Over nine? I'm actually, I'm going to go under. I know some professional money's coming on the enter in that game, and it's already down to eight and a half, but if you're going to give me a generous nine, got to wonder. Not trying to go against you, Brandon. Good luck, buddy. All right, Brandon. We appreciate it. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Yep. Impressive. Very impressive. That was good. All right. I mean, I knew that, but I'm supposed to, right? Right. Right. That was pretty good. All right. Brandon uh, was great. We got Dave from Phoenix now. Dave, you there? I'm here. Good morning. Dave, you've also been very impressive uh, in the trivia front. Yes, Dave. Thank you. Dave, Dave, you've been very impressive. You've been very impressive. We appreciate you for playing uh, and uh, calling in so much. Sure. All right, let's go. We got a question for you. Who was... uh, Okay, here we go. Who has the most wins in the Nathan Hot Dog Eating Contest? And what's his name? If you get the amount of times he won, I'll give you an extra 300 points. 
If you tell me where the Nathan's hot dog eating contest takes place, I'll give you an extra 200. So I need the name of who's won the most, how many times he's won it, and the location of the tournament. If you can give me that. Okay, well, the location is at Coney Island, Brooklyn, New York. Um, I'm going to say Joey Chestnut okay. has the most. And how many times has he won? Oh, boy. I'm going to say he's won eight times. Actually, it's 15 times, but... That's good, that, though. That, that's pretty damn good that you got two or three. I think he got two or three, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, he gets 300 points there. Well, and and, uh, and and the only reason I know the 15 is because it wasn't until a day ago that the sports books finally put up odds for Joey Chestnut to win. It's been such a no-brainer. It's minus 5,000, which means you got to bet $5,000 to win 100 or better put $50 to win $1. So there you have it. So great stuff. Wow. You did you did earn 300 points regardless. It just would have been a little bonus for you. So great stuff. Okay. Two out of three is great. Um, your best bet is going to be Braves will take on the Marlins tomorrow. Marlins are playing great this season. Haven't seen like seen them like this in a very long time, so I thought I'd throw them in. 110 Pacific, 410 Eastern start. Um, the over-under is also at nine runs. Uh, will you be taking the over-under in the Miami Braves game? It's Perez for the Miami Marlins and Morton for the Braves. Wow, that's a good one. Um, Perez is pitching well. Morton is solid. Uh, boy, the Braves just score so many runs, though. Uh, I'm going to have to go over nine. I'm going to go under uh, because Yuri Perez and Charlie Morton are both big-time strikeout pitchers. Both have very good ERAs, and good pitching can tame good hitting even for one day. Uh, even though the Braves are like 20-3 and three in their last – they're going – they're crazy. So there you have it. Awesome. We good luck. Good luck, buddy. Appreciate it, Dave. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All righty. We got uh, Poppy from San Diego. Poppy there. Yeah, I'm here. Poppy! Hey, so Your damn hey, Padres, man. Stinky. They're like 3 and I 10. I know. They're, <laughs> they're stinky, Bernie. I cast on the Reds today. Man, go ahead. <laughs> I digress. Were they like 3 and 10 or something in their last 13? Yeah, anyway. they're 3 and 10. And the, but the Pirates did good. I had it uh, <laughs> yesterday on the pick on the Ben Maller show. And I want to say thanks for being in the Ben Appreciate it, Bernie. Yeah. All right, thanks, Bob. Right. Appreciate you listening. <laughs> awesome. Here we go. Which two NFL teams won the most regular season NFL? Okay, let me start over, Poppy. I worded that wrong. Last season, which two NFL teams won the most amount of games in the regular season? And how many? If you if you, that's a hundred points, and if you tell me how many wins they got, that's another two hundred points. And then also, if you can tell me the two teams who had the least amount of wins last season in the NFL, and if you tell me what the number is, I'll give you an extra two hundred points as well. You, you got it? Yes. Okay. Hit me. You got it. Okay. So the most uh, wins in the NFL last season, we're gonna go to Philadelphia. Eagles and uh, in the AFC, we're going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Awesome, and, outstanding. And the win, and the win for the Eagles, um, I'll give them fourteen. Awesome. And the Chiefs ten, and the least teams uh, with the number. 
Houston. So I think as Houston and NFL draft pick. Uh, we're going to go with uh, not the Lions, but uh, oh man, it's a tough one. Nah, I know it's not the Lions. Go with the Lions. Uh, no, no, not Lions. Uh, <laughs> It's actually the Chicago Bears, but I thought you were going to get it because you were dancing around it in the division. That Bears was were, really impressive, though. But that was that was just everybody is just on their game tonight. Yeah, Poppy, that was awesome. Very good, very good explanations too by everybody. Yeah, so Poppy, we'll give you a total of four hundred points there for the two hundred you got on the Chiefs Eagles and the two hundred you got for the fourteen wins. You would have gotten points but you didn't get the uh the Bears. You got the Texans. So yeah, all right let's move on to your best bet. Uh it is going to be in the Gold Cup tomorrow. Or on Sunday. The United States will be taking on Trinidad Tobago to take on uh, at four PM Pacific. Uh, the over-under is at three and a half goals. I don't know if you know anything about soccer, but yes, you know, we'll see if you know, yeah. that's a lot or not. Three and a half uh, over-under. Will you be taking the over-under, Poppy? For total goals for both teams, right? Well, both teams. Uh, yeah, USA, they're doing good. Uh, they tied with Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, themselves and I love USA, USA, US soccer, uh, and uh, let's go over 3.5. Over, okay, oh. awesome. Uh, Bernie? I'm going to roll with the under because this this is an inexperienced roster that's been cobbled together, so I, I, I have no insight on this. I'm just going to take the under. All righty, awesome, Poppy. We appreciate Good you. Good job, playing. Poppy. Thank you, Bernie. Good luck to everyone. Thanks. All right. Very impressive. Yeah, everybody. this is everybody's on fire. They brought their A game tonight. That's well, they're for giving sure. explanations and commentary, and uh, gotta love Davies. Says, you know, Coney Island, Brooklyn. I mean, you know, yeah. thought I was gonna get the street address for a minute. So. It's like they know what I'm saying. It's like pretty. But like they got uh, ESP or something. Right, right, right. All right, here we go. Our last, uh, our last caller is gonna be Jay from Cape Cod. All right, Jay. Uh, Trivia question is going to be, name every team that Chris Paul has played for in his NBA career. If you get, if you could tell me um, how many years he's been in the league, I'll give you an extra 200 points. Okay, I'll try um, Phoenix, Denver, Los Angeles. Um. All right. You got you got Los Angeles. You got Phoenix. Oh no, not Phoenix. You got Phoenix. He, he you got, got Phoenix. He got Phoenix first. That's the most recent team, obviously. I I don't believe Paul ever played for Denver. Uh, I can okay. I can think uh, Clippers, Rockets, Thunder, and Suns. And there was one other in there, and I, even I can't get that one. I forget. I believe it's the Pelicans. Oh, the I don't think okay. I don't think so. Correct. Well, I'll double check that later, Bernie. But uh, that's remember, he, he, okay. Wait, you want to give him a chance? How long he's been in the league for? I screw this. Oh up. yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Take a shot uh, at 13 that. Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Not quite, Bernie. He, he was well. He was drafted in 05. So uh, seventeen years. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. It's, oh wow. Yeah. So I have. New Orleans he started his career with, no? Really? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that There's, sounds right. Fair yeah, enough, remember right? 05 to uh, 11, yeah. It's just so hard to, yeah. It's just, you would think he started with the Clippers. Did he but, play for the Charlotte Hornets ever? Yeah, that was, the, that was Charlotte, but for some reason it says New Orleans on here. All right, we're, you're, the, you're the maestro, so. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but anyways, we can come back to that another time. But it, he did play for them. All right, um, here we go. We're going to go to your best bet. It's going to be tomorrow in the Gold Cup. You probably don't know much about this, but Guatemala no. versus Canada uh-huh. in soccer. Uh, at 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. Maybe you do know some about it. Uh, Canada is currently minus one and a half. Will you be taking Canada, one and a half, or Guatemala plus one and a half? Uh, Guatemala. All right. You said that with confidence. Yeah, I don't know, really, but I, I, I'm taking the, I'd like to take the plus points, you know. Just All right. Say. Ernie? So it's just, is this just a straight bet? I mean, you just No, we're going to get one and a half front line. Yeah, I'll go with Guatemala as well. Okay, great. All right, Jay, we appreciate you for calling in. Okay, thank you. All right. So, Bernie, I got I to gotta give you some credit, too. I, you know, you've done a fantastic job. I want to give out your stats um, for the 12 weeks because it's, it's pretty outstanding. Um, on the trivia, you went 37 for 41. That's 90%. So you're like an encyclopedia. And then for your best bets, you went 42. And this is against the spread, meanwhile. This is impressive. 42 and 18 against the spread, 70%. So uh, when we do this next round, uh, everybody better be listening to the uh, best bets of Bernie because he's hot. So this will be fun. I'll tell you why. Because I'm assuming we'll start Friday night, July 14th. And uh, as you will, we'll go 12 weeks again, right? So that'll take us into late October. And what's the significance? We'll be well into the NFL. So you have some NFL bets. You'll have some college bets, I'm assuming. And maybe even some preseason bets. Here's a little, uh, so we'll see if people can remember this. Ethan, you know that the Baltimore Ravens have now won 23 straight preseason games, right? You know that. Wow. And they're almost automatic in the preseason. So we'll see if you give out a... A Ravens side there, and we'll see. Oh, if that we continues. will be. Yeah, we yeah. will be, no doubt. Yeah. All right, outstanding job. Uh, very good, and uh, onward and upward, Ethan. Any final thoughts? And let everybody know again how you will be publishing the final standings and how you will be contacting the champion and what they'll be winning. Yeah. So the final standings will be out on Tuesday night. Um, just gives us a couple days to get everything in. And the winner, I have uh, the contestants' emails. So if you do win, I will be shooting you an email on Tuesday night and we'll get you your prizes. All right. Good job there, buddy. All right. So there you have it. I want to remind everybody tonight's show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Coming up, NFL bad boys. Where are you going to go when they come for you? Well, you're going to find out. And by the way, a real interesting scheduling clerk. Turns out Germany loves the NFL. They've made that abundantly clear. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Tyrac.com studios. 
Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Bernie Fratter Show on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Back on the Bernie Fratto Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Take you up to 2 a.m. Pacific, 5 a.m. Eastern. You may have heard about it. Of course you heard about it. Two days ago, the NFL suspended three more players for the entire 2023 season for gambling violations. People want answers. We got them. Uh... Well, let's start with the names. Uh, Isaiah Rogers, a cornerback for Indianapolis. Uh, Rashad Berry, a defensive end, same team, and a free agent defensive tackle by the name of Demetrius Taylor. They're all suspended, must sit out the 2023 season before they can seek reinstatement. Why? All three were have found to have placed wagers on NFL games last season, the league said in a statement. Now, there was also... Uh, a Titans, a Tennessee Titans offensive tackle named Nicholas Petit-Friere. He was suspended for six games because he placed bets at the team's facility on non-NFL games. Well, it got worse for Rodgers and Barry. The Colts announced on Thursday that they waived both of them. And uh, their general manager, Chris Ballard, says, look, the integrity of the game is of the utmost importance. As an organization, we will continue to educate our players, coaches, and staff on the policies in place and the significant consequences that occur with violations. The operative word being, we will continue to educate our players. See, I believe the NFL has done that. I covered the Lions for 10 years. They don't just gloss over this. You're not paying attention. With everything we know now, going back 60 years when Paul Horning and Alex Karras were suspended, if you're betting on NFL games and you're an NFL player, you're first in line for a frontal lobotomy. How do you not know that? I know some of the other stuff is allegedly vague. You didn't know you weren't supposed to bet at a team facility. Come on, man. Really. 
It's, it's just common sense. But people are going to do what people are going to do. And I'm telling you, I've, I've gone over this like the last six shows in a row now. Uh, Big Brother's watching. They've got the metadata. They've got the technology. Wherever you are with your cell phone, it can get pinged. You send a text, you know what time you sent it, who you sent it to, and where you were, what location uh, you were at physically when you sent it. So they know they're at the T facility just by pinging the cell phone data. And then online sportsbook accounts uh, keep track of these things. And the sportsbooks are in, you know, are, are in lockstep with the league. It's all about optics. What does optics mean? It means that the impression you're giving off, and while the act itself might be, you know, be perceived as innocuous, the impression, it doesn't look good. It just doesn't. And Roger Goodell's all about optics. ESPN reported that an online sportsbook account used by Isaiah Rogers placed more than 100 bets, including one wager involving the Colts. He bet on his own team. Now, we don't know if he bet against or for, I don't know. On June 5th, the Colts confirmed a statement they were aware that there was an investigation taking place. The player was unnamed. It would have no other comment. And actually, later that day, Isaiah Rogers tried to get out ahead of it. He went on Twitter saying he took full responsibility for his actions. I'll quote what he said. I know I've made mistakes. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to repair the situation. The last thing I ever wanted to do was be a distraction to the Colts, the organization, my coaches, my teammates. I've let people down I care about. I made an error in judgment. I'm going to work hard to make sure those mistakes are rectified through this process. This is an honor to play in the NFL. I've never taken that lightly. I feel sorry for all of this. Okay, take the man at his word. So we get a year off to do whatever he wants to do now. And he doesn't have a team to play for when he gets back, but I do believe in second chances. Hey, look, Calvin Ridley took a year off. He's none the worse for wear. He was suspended a year. He was with Tampa. He was with Atlanta at the time. Now he'll play for Tampa Bay this year. He survived. Petet Friere also issued a statement. Remember, he played for the Titans. He apologized to his family, coaches, teammates. Who writes these things? I mean, they just sound so contrived and pre-programmed. But take the man and his word. But when you go on and say, I've always strived in every stage of my life to follow the rules. I did not knowingly break the rules. Even after attending a league presentation, I was unaware about the specifics around placing bets from a team facility. What the hell was the presentation about then? Seriously. What would they be talking about if they weren't going to give the major rules? Well, this is just going to simply be an ongoing uh, subject, and uh, it, there's going to be more fodder. And Do I think the NFL has a gambling problem? No, I do not. Okay? There's 1,700 players in the NFL, and we're talking about less than 10. So, anyway, we'll pick this up, and I've got some more stuff on it as the show goes on. Uh, by the way, tell you who loves the NFL, and that's Germany. All right? Germany. Yes, that is very clear. It's abundantly clear. I will share with you why I'm saying that in just a second. But let's go back to our guy who always mollywops the competition. It is Kevin Figures with the latest. All right, Bernie. Friday, day one of the NBA's free agency period, as expected. Plenty of movement. Fred Van Vliet signing a three-year, $130 million contract with the Rockets. Gabe Vincent will sign with the Lakers for three years and $33 million. The Grizzlies signing Derrick Rose to a two-year deal. Desmond Bain, by the way, signing an extension with Memphis for five years and $207 million. Indiana signed Bruce Brown to a two-year contract and all 
also agreed to a five-year extension with Tyrese Halliburton. Kyrie Irving returning to Dallas on a three-year contract. Draymond Green returns to Golden State on a four-year deal. Cam Johnson, a four-year contract to remain with the Brooklyn Nets. In baseball, the Rays defeated Seattle 15-4 after actually trailing 4-0 early on. Arizona beat the Angels 6-2. Lourdes Gurriel with a grand slam there. Atlanta Molly Watt Miami 16-4. Wins for the Dodgers, Astros, and the Giants who defeated the Mets. In golf, Dustin Johnson and Jason Korkrak tied for the lead at the Live event in Spain. At the PGA event in Detroit, Taylor Moore has a one-stroke lead over Ricky Fowler. Back to Bernie Fratto. All right, Kevin, good stuff. There's that word. We love it. Can't live without it. Speaking to someone who always mollywops. Well, you know, NBA free agency only comes but once a year, so you know the drill. It's that time. Oh, it's magic. Mark Medina, Medina Magic, a special Friday night edition. Very well appropriate because hey, NFL free or NBA free agency is off and running. Mark, how are you, buddy? I'm just oh man. I mean, I think this is the perfect week to double dip because every day in free agency gonna be a lot to unpack. Well, I've, I've had a headache since 3 p.m. trying to. <laughs> I imagine you're busier than a one-legged man in a butt kicking contest. So let's dive into it. The one name I'm gonna mark. I'm gonna come in from left field as I always do. Because there's actually, and I'm not being funny, there's one name I've been watching for all day, and it's Austin Reeves. Are the Lakers going to screw this up? No, don't worry, Bernie. They're not going to screw this up. The reason why you didn't see Austin Reeves' name here is this. The Lakers did give him an offer, but they're trying to be cap savvy and all that. Uh, and Austin Reeves is trying to be cap savvy as well. So he's going to wait for a little bit, see if there's offers elsewhere to kind of boost his his value. But the reality is, even if that happens, the Lakers are going to match the offer. Uh, and they've made it clear that they are going to do that. Maybe as a way to dissuade teams from giving Austin Reeves an offer, because here's the reality with how the rules are with restricted free agency. If you do give a player an offer sheet, uh, the other team, the incumbent team, has three days to match it. And in those three days, all that money that's being offered is tied up in your salary cap. So you can't use that money elsewhere to make moves. You're almost paralyzing yourself. So, yeah, he's going to come back in a Lakers uniform. This is just kind of both parties being good business people. But at the end of the day, um, he'll be back, so don't worry. No, you state that well uh, because you, you, you can outsmart yourself and if you get too caught up in gamesmanship or brinksmanship and you offer, uh, you know, I think, I think you know, four years, $100 million is going to get it done, by my opinion. But, uh, if, you know, if somebody gets cute and offers them $140 million, uh, then they're ham- you know, you, you're, you're right. They're, they're hamstringing themselves. So I just I thought it would get done today. I mean, why, why mess around? Just get this thing done. Get them an offer. But we shall see. Like, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, look, I think that – the Lakers have made it clear to Austin they really value him, but you know, as with a lot of teams, they're trying to manage the cap, not because they want to save money necessarily, but because of these new rules the second April. And if you're a luxury tax-paying team, all of a sudden your mid-level exception isn't as high, et cetera. And so that also goes into play. Keep in mind they got a Gabe Vincent using that mid-level exception because they were under the tax by that point. If they had given Austin Reeves that offer shoot right away, they wouldn't have been able to do that. But, uh, again, Austin knows that he's going to be coveted, so he just wants to see if there are other other offers. But if for whatever reason there aren't, 
he'll come back to the Lakers and they'll accept it. But if he does get an offer sheet, uh, don't worry. The Lakers are going to match it and they'll keep him in a uniform. Well, I, w- I would suspicion, given the press release that was issued Thursday, uh, or Friday actually, as it were, where that the salary cap has been now set at $136 million and the tax level 166 which is a nice jump from last year. I'm sure teams benefit from that. So let's dive into a few of these here. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I knew Mark Cuban was going to do this. Uh, well, you know what? I'll never say anything bad about Mark because I interviewed him in his war room in November 19, 2005. He was great to me. So I, I got, you know, I'm a little, I got to be nice. But, but my point is this. Kyrie Irving, come on, man. Three years, $42 million a year. Now, are they going to still continue to tank with Kyrie, or are they going to actually try to make the playoffs now? They're going to try to make the playoffs, but the reality is they're not good <laughs> enough to definitively make the playoffs. Look, I don't have a problem, per se, that they signed Kyrie Irving. I think the number's high, but I, I think what this illustrates here is the Mavericks put themselves in a position that they had no other choice but to keep Kyrie Irving because of the fact that they got him in a trade and they gave up all their depth. So if they were to have let Kyrie Irving walk, you know they have seven other free agents that might depart, but they don't have enough of an infrastructure besides Luka Doncic to really convince other guys to stay. And so that that was the conundrum. I think it was telling that you know Mark Stein, for example, was reporting earlier this week that they try to get in in the DeAndre uh, Ayton sweepstakes, right? And the Suns said no thanks because they don't have enough pieces to make it enticing. And so with that, there is a pathway. The, the Mavericks can be good because Luka Doncic is a great offensive player. So is Kyrie Irving for you know all the criticism that we've given him, rightfully so, about his leadership qualities. Um, for what it's worth, the Mavericks said that he was a positive locker room presence during his short window. But it, it still doesn't matter. They don't have enough defenders, and they don't have enough depth to offset that. So if, uh, you know, th- this isn't their complete roster because they, you know, from a roster size standpoint, they have to fill a lot of vacant holes. But if philosophically, this is what their team is, they're not even good enough to make the playoffs. So that's a problem. It's a huge problem, in my humble opinion. And I'm of the belief that there was very little market for Kyrie Irving. So um, I just feel like Mark Cuban was bidding against himself. Yeah, there was zero market. Look, the reporting's all true for my friend Bill Ryder um, that he was going to plan to meet with teams like the Phoenix Suns and the Lakers and the Clippers. But the reality is just because you have a meeting doesn't mean you're going to give them a deal. And the meeting is, are you willing to take the veterans minimum or the mid-level? And Kyrie Irving wasn't going to be about doing that. So I just found it amusing that initially it was about, oh, I'm going to visit all these teams and really take my time and take a few days to make a decision. And then within the first hour of free agency, he then made his decision. I mean, it's classic Kyrie Irving of saying one thing and then doing another. Exactly. Talk with Mark Medina, Medina Magic, Big Day Friday, NBA free agency. Now, this is a guy I like, but I, I, I'm not lying. I think they pay too much for him, too. Fred Van Vliet's basically going to get $43 million a year for three years to come to the Rockets. The Rockets are not a playoff team. What was the thinking there? Well, here's the reality. They only they have so much cap space, and they got to use it. And the other realistic options were James Harden. That's I don't think that's a good chance nope. because 
uh, a good deal because James Harden wouldn't be the same player as he was when he led them to the Western Conference Finals and I think six or seven consecutive playoff appearances. Um, you know, Brooke Lopez would have been a good option as well, but the reality is this, Fred or Bernie, Fred Van Vliet uh, came more from an undrafted player to an all-star, to an NBA champion, to a great leader. So I don't think the Rockets are a playoff team immediately, but they very well could become a playoff team because they have a good ingredient of a point guard who's all about the right things. He's durable. He has good work ethic, positive influence on his teammates. They have a new coach, Ime Odoka, who, hey, there's a lot of off-the-court stuff that led to his dismissal uh, with the Celtics, but from X's and O's and managing a basketball team, he was good at getting the best out of those players, and I think that he'll hold the Rockets' young players accountable, and those young players, they may have not won basketball games and they didn't play the right way, but they're very talented, so I think when you mix those ingredients together, again, too early to say playoffs this season, but after the first year, I would say the next few years after that, they they very well could be in the running for it. So I think it's a great move. Fair enough. And I, I do know they had a ton of cap money to spend. All right, I'm glad you invoked the name James Harden. I actually think there are three potential landing spots. Not that I would want them, um, but uh, I think you could see him uh, back to the Big Apple with the Knicks. I think you could see him with the Heat or with the Clippers. Where are the odds he ends with one of those three teams? Well, I think it really depends on just what those teams give up, right? And I, I've been told that the Sixers, they're going to certainly entertain trade offers, but you know, it was stressed to me that they're only going to pull the trigger on a deal if it's a good trade, and maybe that's Captain Obvious, right? But there's a difference between what a good trade is for a team that's still trying to be a playoff yeah. championship contending team versus a team that's going to go in rebuild mode. So in other let, words, let me ask you a question real quickly. Uh, let's just this war game one team Miami because they're a playoff team would it would Miami give up Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson for James Harden um perhaps but I don't think that's enough for the Sixers liking okay I so, so I guess what I'm getting at here is this isn't going to be a repeat of the Washington Wizards trading Bradley Beal, where they're just tearing down the studs, right, and making Kyle Kuzma their number one guy, at least in the short term, and Jordan Poole their 1A. Um, this is a team that still has Joel Embiid, you know, the first or second best center in the league right now. And so it's of their mind that, hey, even when you look at how talented the Celtics are, the Milwaukee Bucks, or even the Knicks, they want to still be in that mix of being a championship contender. So with that, I think that Daryl Morey is going to be comfortable entering next season, even if James Harden's in a uniform, the same way he was when Ben Simmons was in the uniform. Now, there is a danger that when James Harden didn't get his way in Houston, he all of a sudden was out of shape and he was being a bad teammate. But, uh, you know, look, the Sixers are going to be aggressive, and while there might not be a scenario of an equal trade, uh, it's not also not going to be a, a, a trade where they're just collecting a bunch of draft picks and that's it. So it, it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out because it could get resolved, you know, as early as tomorrow or, you know, wait till next season's trade deadline. Well said. Two other names that jumped out at me, Derek Rose in Memphis. Maybe he can help babysit John Morant. And, of course, Draymond got his $100 million. Your thoughts on both of those? 
Yeah, well, with Derrick Rose, he's a great locker room guy. And look, with how much of a knucklehead John Moran is, I think it's good that they have other veterans that will hold him accountable, whether it's Derrick Rose or Marcus Smart or both. And so I think not only that, but they are good basketball players. They bring a lot of skills. And I think that they embody the Grizzlies' mentality as far as, you know, bringing your uh, lunch pail to work, uh, that grit and grind mentality. As far as Draymond Green, uh, win-win for both sides. It just seemed inevitable. While Draymond did opt out to see his market value, he did take a relative pay cut in exchange for getting more years on his contract so he and Steph Curry can continue to play basketball. And here's the thing i got to stress here. No doubt, obviously, Draymond Green got himself into hot water with the punch on Jordan Poole and the war. Warriors certainly never defended it. It was indefensible. They always said Jordan Poole did nothing to deserve that, but they're evaluating things as any professional sports team will do, for better and for worse. What does this mean for their on-court product with wins and losses? And they became convinced that because of the ups and downs of last season, both as a team and with Jordan Poole, they got to lean further into their established stars that won titles. And in fairness to Dream he has still played at an elite level. The other part about the Jordan Poole deal is that while I do have concerns about Chris Paul's durability, trading his contract gave them more flexibility to retain Draymond as well as make other moves to round out the roster because of those cost-saving uh, measures. So, yeah, I think it's a good deal, and uh, we'll see what else they do in free agency. Mark, great stuff. Back for a double shot. Midnight, Saturday night. We'll see what the news cycle brings for the NBA on Saturday. Thanks for all your hard work, buddy. I appreciate you, and there'll be plenty more to unpack tomorrow. No question. Thanks, bud. Mark Medina, our Fox Sports Radio NBA guru, covers it all. Saturday night, we're going to dive into more of his grades in terms of which deals perhaps allowed certain NBA teams to move the needle closer to a championship. Coming up, Germany loves the NFL. I'll explain why. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio, TireRack.com studios. Keep it locked. You're listening to the Bernie Fratto Show on Fox Sports Radio. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we're back on the Bernie Fratto Show. Coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio, Tyrock.com studios. Take you up to 2 a.m. Pacific, 5 a.m. Eastern. Germany, you've got, you know, obviously London, the games have gone crazy. Germany will see live American football for the second straight season. German fans are gone crazy. Tickets for the Dolphins-Chiefs game November 5th sold out in 15 minutes. Vivid Seats reported to multiple media outlets. Prices for the game spiked 800% in one day. So right now, if you want to go to that Dolphins-Chiefs game in Germany, your average ticket price is going to be about $854. That's the most expensive game this season on the secondary market. Only behind the Patriots home opener, which is going to honor Tom Brady, the average ticket that night, $939. Now, there's also going to be a second game at, uh, by the way, that first game, Andy Reid can get his brat. He said he's looking forward to. The Pats and the Colts play a second game at Frankfurt Stadium. That's the home to the Bundesliga Soccer Club. That's November 12th. Now, tickets for that game go on sale July 11th. Week from Tuesday, the registration window is already closed. The NFL is back in full force. Five international games this season. Jags will play in two or three London games. And Germany, you know, it's interesting. Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks beat the Seahawks in Munich last year. And the fans stayed after the game to sing songs. They sang like Take Me Home, Country Roads, and Sweet Caroline. I love that fact that Germany loves football and the NFL product continues to grow. Speaking of the NFL, the Saints' Derek Carr did something very uncharacteristic, and I'm going to call him out. I don't respect what Derek Carr did. Let's call some facts some facts. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio studios. Keep it locked. Bernie Fratto, Fox Sports Radio. Live from the TireRack.com studios of Fox Sports Radio, here's Bernie Fratto. Well, that's right. You heard the man. The Bernie Fratto Show keeps rolling right along. My name is Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios here in Las Vegas. Tyrac.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. You know, there's an old saying, it's better to keep your mouth closed and be thought a fool than open it and remove all doubt. What Derek Carr did this past week, I found very bothersome. Uh, Carr is a good man. He's a spiritual guy, a decent uh, person. Uh, facts is facts. He was 63-79 and 79 as a starter. Uh, he never won a playoff game. Uh, I, he obviously did not do well under Josh McDaniel's system. The writing became on the wall. And uh, contrary to, you know, what people realized, last year's contract was a very team-favorable deal. It was basically a one-year audition under the Josh McDaniel system. Hashtag fail. Carr had a terrible season, right? Completed 60% of his passes. He ranked 29th. 
He didn't rank above 15th in any any of the categories. Right, his passer rating was 24th. His TD interception rating was 21st. Passing yards per attempt, 19th. Right on down the line, didn't stack up. And uh, for my money, uh, look, uh, Derek Carr was really good when it didn't matter. That's just a fact. When it mattered, so you know, as Paulie Walnut said in Sopranos, you got some balls. Because he unloaded on the Raiders this past week. He said, once they made my wife cry, that was pretty much over. Dude, if she wasn't crying watching you go 63-79, then I don't know what she was watching. Look, the Raiders made the decision to move off of Derek Carr with two games remaining in the regular season. The playoffs were still on the table. Part of the decision was financial. He was due this big contract, and the injury guarantees would come with it. So they couldn't take a chance. Carr getting hurt the last two games, and the Raiders being on the hook for $40 million. We're going to do it. They'd seen enough. He was 6-9 as a starter in 2022, posted the second-worst completion percentage of his career, the second-worst passer rating, threw 14 picks. That tied his career high, but Carr lands on his feet with New Orleans. Now, how do I think he'll do in New Orleans? I don't know. They're a slight favorite to win that division, but I don't think they will. And I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think you can have a whole hell of a lot of faith that he's going to be the reason that he puts Dennis Allen's team over the hump. Carr went on to quote. He talked about, uh, you know, he's from Fresno, went to Fresno State. I guess he gave an interview with the Fresno Bee. He said, quote, I was, for lack of a better term, I was very upset. I was mad. You spend nine years in a place. You have all the records and you can play at a high level and something to get in the way, whatever reason, money-related, whatever injury-related. I would have said, I don't want the money. I just want to play two more times in front of our fans. I didn't get that opportunity. So definitely it lit a fire inside of me. What bizarre world are you living in? They're going to say, oh, yeah, don't worry, Derek. You play the last two games, we won't pay you. You play for free so you can give the fans a show. The Raiders were still mathematically alive for the playoffs. Did you miss that part? Okay, you had 15 other games prior, to that you went 6-9 and in to show the fans what you had. Look, no one likes the way their career ends. Nobody. I mean, Elway went out winning back-to-back championships, and I'm sure he wishes he could have hung out for a little bit more. Carr was then asked if he would let bygones be bygones if the Raiders had changed their mind and wanted to keep moving forward. He said, no, because the whole situation made my wife cry. What does this make your wife cry cry deal? Come on. Once they made my wife cry, that was pretty much over. Once they made her cry, we were out. But the love for my teammates would have made me do it. I would have stayed. But the way it worked out, the timing of things, well, it was just time for me to move on. Just a big word salad. Got You know, I don't know what happened there. Carr says he still wants the Raiders to succeed, even though the situation he went through was tough. Look, Carr was a Raiders staple. Okay, in nine seasons, he became the all-time passing leader. Look, these are just Yogi Berra stats, okay? I can give you a bunch of numbers and a bunch of things he did, uh, but he was way under 500. He threw, even in that playoff game against Cincinnati that the Raiders played their butt off against two years ago uh, before they... You know, they fired their interim coach. He went with Josh McDaniel. Carthos a pick, first play of the game. He made he, he made a terrible decision to spike a ball on third. Look, I don't want to go through the litany. And, again, he, he, you've heard me use the term Yogi Stat before. You know, Yogi Berra once went four for four. Next day in the New York Times, and the box score said three for four. He called the editor and says, what are you doing, man? I went four for four. And you got me in three for four. He goes, relax, Yogi. It was a typographical error. I said, Yogi, what do you mean? It was a clean single up the middle. So when you start giving Derek Carr stats, they, they, they fall on deaf ears with me because they didn't lead to winning anything. 
And the Raiders' legacy is very much of winning. You know, it hasn't been so much since Al Davis passed and certainly the, the years before he died. But Carr had, you know, ample opportunity. And then he talked about, I've survived about 20 coaches. And that's how it goes. Don't play the victim, buddy. You've made $140 million in your career. I want to bring in the crew. Because the first thing, before I get to before I get to their response on Derek Carr's behavior, what I want to hear from them is, as he heads to New Orleans, do they believe Carr is the X factor to get New Orleans into the playoffs? Kevin, let's start with you. Is Derek Carr going to lead the New Orleans Saints to the playoffs? Um, right now, yes, but it's not because of Derek Carr. It's because of the return of Michael Thomas, a better offensive line, a good defense. Derek Carr has always been a quarterback who uh, obviously can excel when he has the right pieces around him. So I think he's good enough to get you to the postseason, but I don't think it has a lot to do with him individually. Okay, that's a very fair answer, very well-crafted answer, but he got his best buddy, Devontae Adams, this year. He had plenty of weapons, including Josh Jacobs, who was a beast, still went 6-9. and nine. Yeah. So I, you know, I, 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 I throw a slight flag on the fact that he can excel in short periods when the games don't matter. But when it matters, uh, I'll come back to you in a minute, Kevin. All right, Ethan, you, you got the floor. Will Derek Carr lead the Saints to the playoffs? Well, this is tough for me because I'm a huge Derek Carr fan. But the problem with him, he just never, you know, lives up to the expectation. Uh, so many times I've thought he's going to have good seasons. Um, you know, in the past and now, you know, we're here and, you know, we think, you know, possibly he could have a, a decent season um, where the Saints win 10 games and they maybe sneak into the playoffs in our first round exit. But I really can't see that it'd be more than that. Um, just because, you know, from Derek Carr's history and his past, he's never proved anything else worth. So, yeah, that's just my two cents on it. Yeah, that's fair. Look, uh, Derek Carr, um, it, there's always been expectations. Uh, and uh, I'm going to take that as a no. I'm going to predict no, they don't make the playoffs. And I'll tell you why. Uh, because in the wild card format, I don't think any wild cards are coming out of the NFC South. I love Bryce Young to death. But I don't think a rookie leads that team to the playoffs. I'm not sure Baker Mayfield will do it in Tampa Bay, but I'd actually put him ahead of New Orleans. And I think Atlanta's really going to be a surprise team this year. No joke. Uh, I like. I think Desmond Ritter is is going to be fine. They've got an outstanding running game. They pick up Ejon Robinson. They've got weapons and they've got a better defense. I think Atlanta can win that division. All right, let's go back. Let's let's circle back to. And by the way, uh, give it up to Rob Sloan who just. Tweets in, Bernie, small correction, Derek Carr, David are from Bakersfield. They both played for Fresno State. He's exactly correct. David Carr was the number one pick, I think, back in 04 for the Houston Texans. Derek Carr, I saw him play while he was at Fresno State many times against UNLV. He was very good. So uh, they did go to Fresno State, but they went to high school and at Bakersfield. He's right. Uh, Kevin, your thoughts on just what Derek Carr did. You look back in the rear of your mirror and you have to, I mean, was it really necessary? I just think it's a bad look. No, you're right. And look, you're speaking to, I know you see a lot of Raider games, obviously, out there in Vegas. I grew up a Raider fan. I've watched every single solitary snap and throw that Derek Carr has taken in his career. Uh, and I agree with your assessment. You know, you look at his numbers, you say, hey, his production is amazing. But when it matters most, he would always end up coming up small. Uh, the, yeah, talking about his wife crying and all that, it's... 
Look, I understand. Look, I love my wife too, and I don't want her to cry either. But it's a business, man. It's a big boy business. It's a production based business, and you didn't produce. You weren't going to come back to the Raiders regardless. Let's so say I was willing to play the last two games. It, it didn't matter. They were done with you. So just accept that at that point. So I, it kind of falls on deaf ears for me, and it's just him trying to you know th- throw out the trying to find some a level of sympathy. I guess is kind of what it sounds like to me. Right. But it wasn't necessary. Look, they've moved on. You've moved on. It's it's over at this point in time. Stop rehashing it. The man made $140 million in his career so far, and he's had every opportunity handed to him, basically, to, you know, put the team on his back once in a while. And, and uh, so you've you've seen what I've seen, and it's probably a little maddening. Uh, I, are you a Raiders fan, Kevin, by by nature? Absolutely, 100%. I was a Los Angeles Raider fan, and I, stu- I stuck around even though they didn't. <laughs> so I, I happen to think the Raiders, I mean this sincerely, is one of the more iconic brands in all the sports. I went to Super Bowl eleven in 1977 where they just destroyed the Minnesota Vikings 32-14. to 14. No disrespect to Minnesota. The Raiders will breed. And then they won it again in 81 and 84, and it's been a nightmare since, okay? Uh, and, and they really have never they're, – they're an organization that's kind of living in the past. But they are an iconic franchise, and I think they have the best fan base in all the sports. Their team has left. They left Oakland, went to L.A., went back to Oakland. Now they come to Vegas. They got an amazing fan base. Raider Nation are incredible. So I don't know what Derek Carr hoped to, hoped to gain by that narrative, but I do agree with your premise. I, I, I think I alluded to the same thing. He's playing the victim, and I, I'm, I'm tired of hearing it. Uh, Ethan, all right, what are your thoughts? You said you're a Derek Carr fan as to what he did there. You know, I, I I'm not a big fan of it, but you know, we I I never know what's really going on behind closed doors, so I I, I don't have a huge opinion on it. Um, yeah, that's just my two. That's my. Well, thing. here's the deal. Uh, I'll draw a parallel. Let's take uh, Jalen Hurts. When I grow up, I want to be Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was benched at Alabama unceremoniously in front of God and everybody. Tua comes when wins a national championship. After the game, who was to a hug by? Jalen Hurts. In college, I thought Jalen Hurts was a solid quarterback, a good leader, uh, a very good athlete. I didn't project him to be an NFL starter, maybe on an NFL roster. He transfers to Oklahoma to finish the job. By the way, before I forget, the following year, uh, the roles were reversed and Tua got hurt. And Hertz came in and won the game, and it reduced Nick Saban to tears on the sideline. He goes, it was his time. That's a man. He goes to Oklahoma, never said a word about Alabama. Never said a word. Just put his head down, went to work, improved his passing skills, improved his footwork, improved his release, improved everything he did at the position. Leaves Oklahoma, comes to the NFL with no guarantees. Look what he did. Never complained once, never looked back, tried to rewrite history, tried to, re, you know, to make himself out to be the victim, you know, didn't say he made his wife cry, I don't know if he's married. That's you, you get the point. What this does is undo what Derek Carr had done and sort of per, portraying himself as a, as a solid citizen all those years, you know. And now he says, quote, I'm happy to be somewhere where we're in a stable organization that's been proven for years. And I hope the Raiders find something good there, too. Do you? Why is your mind on the Raiders? They're being paid big money by the Saints. 
Why don't you focus on the Saints? Don't try to climb two moms at the same time. Don't try to play hero. You're turning into Mickey the Dunce. He says, I hope the Raiders could find their stability for the next guys because I know how important it is and I care about my old teammates. But for the time being, I'm just excited to be a part of the Saints organization because they wanted a high level for a long time. Man, makes me want, makes my teeth itch just hearing gobbledygook like that. So look, at the end of the day, Derek Carr will either have success on the field or he won't. That's why the national, you know, he found out the hard way. The NFL really is not for long. And by the way, he had, you know, what, nine years here, 10 years here, or 10 years as part of the Raiders organization. I just found what Derek Carr did to be very disappointing, and I don't endorse it in uh, in any way. And uh, listen, I think he will be called into question unless the Saints have success. And I'm betting, though, you know, that might be like 9 and 8 or something like that. But I'm not so sure they're going to do much better than that. I don't really I don't really consider him to be a difference maker. And the Saints are okay. I, you know, and by the way, one last thing. What I find this so ironic, when the Raiders played at New Orleans last year, it was a very bad loss for the Raiders on the road. Uh, I'm sure Kevin remembers this. The Raiders didn't even cross midfield. It was a complete mollywhopping. And Derek Carr, believe me, did his part. Look at his numbers in that game versus the Saints. Coming up, you know, there are other... We're going to start to weave this in as we are, what, 20 days or so from training camp, Green Bay, Jets, uh, Hall of Fame game. They'll be the first two teams in camp. I think they, they come in like the 19th. There are at least a dozen storylines that you're going to be hearing about in the National Football League. It's not too soon. I'm going to give you what I think of the top two or three little T's here, storylines, as we head into what is right around the corner, another another NFL season. Tonight's show is brought to you by Discover. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right, everything you've earned doubled. Seriously. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. I'm Bernie Fratto. We are coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio, TireRack.com studios. Keep it locked right here. You're listening to the Bernie Fratto Show on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're back on the Bernie Fratto Show, coming to you live from Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio, Tyrac.com studios. Lots of stuff to get to. Chris Perfett's World of Soccer, bottom of the hour after Kevin's update. And at the end of the show, we're going to have a little fun with Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I'll give you the latest 
as to what is going on there and a little fodder. All right, the NFL is really upon us. There are a couple of key storylines right now. One, the commander sale. Uh, the league told owners to set aside July 20th as the travel date for a vote. And the vote will be in Minneapolis, which means uh, Josh Harris, the suitor, and his group will be welcomed in uh, basically as, as camps are just opening. So the Dan Snyder era about to come to an end. Uh, it's good news for the fan base, I think. They've had 25 years of chaos under Dan Snyder. Uh, I would say that Josh Harris invent, will uh, you know, inherit a lot of challenges, and I think they're going to be under a lot of pressure to perform. And uh, I think that he'll set a different tone, and the culture will be different. And, you know, it's one of those deals where someone new comes in, everybody's on, sort of on notice, right? Uh, you, you can't continue with the same shenanigans you had before to get the same results. So this may be very good for the commanders. And one of the things I'm wondering is if they'll change their name. You know, uh, I know they went from Redskins to Washington football team. I kind of got used to Washington football team. I don't think I've ever gotten used to commanders. Uh, but that's just me. The other stories that keep circulating are both DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook. Neither one's been in any rush to sign. And sometimes, you know, patience is a virtue when it comes to these things. Uh, I would say you are going to see probably offers emerge for Hopkins as teams get back into camp and they start to review their rosters and they head into training camp. And uh, I'm sure Hopkins will be selective. Uh, if he doesn't price himself out of the market, he, he should get a gig somewhere. I think he should go to Detroit. Uh, I, I'm not sure I'm a huge DeAndre Hopkins fan anymore because this is not 2019 anymore. Okay, he's, he's, His production has diminished. So if he doesn't price himself out, and he could end up in New England. There'd be worse spots. There'd be worse spots. We'll see uh, what happens. As far as for Dalvin Cook... Well, you know, injuries happen, especially to running backs. That creates opportunities for veteran players. So I think Cook could be even a little bit more patient because we all know what's happening with running backs. It's the least valued position now based on the salary scale and the fact that the last five years, the statistics bear that out. Now, I don't know, maybe Derek Carr's wife cries about this one too because somehow, uh, you know, I like Saquon Barkley, but I can't hear the victim stuff because he's been pretty classy. But he'll, you know, he'll made what forty-eight million dollars in his career uh, so far. Uh, you know, Melvin Gordon, who who you know fumbles his hamburger when he leaves McDonald's, he's made thirty-three million in his career. I, I get, you know, you're just not supposed to count other people's money. I'm just trying to give this some perspective, so it's not like they're in the breadline. But I would say this: as far as Dalvin Cook. If someone gets hurt, and I think he's still got a lot of explosiveness, someone can loosen the purse strings. And I think potential buyers, what they do, they look at their rookies heading into camp. And, I mean, for instance, the Chiefs. They got Rasheed Rice at wide receiver. Miami's got uh, Devonna Kane at running back. If they show that maybe they're not ready, you might see a Dalvin Cook and or a DeAndre Hopkins uh, emerge quicker. The other story that I think is huge, this one is huge, okay, how the hell is Brock Purdy's elbow? 
the Niners on paper might have the most talented roster in the NFL. But there's one caveat. We're not 100% sure who the quarterback's going to be week one. Now, so far, Purdy seems to be right on schedule. He's made it through every Rubicon and crossroads, and his timeline is on schedule, meaning he's on a throwing program already that puts him on track to start week one. But it's all in theory. This is the National Football League. Things have a way of getting away your plans. That's great news, though. But you don't know how well he throws. And if losing the offseason between year one and year two affects him, that remains to be seen. And one of the things that make this situation more intriguing now is that he has two guys behind him, names that you've heard of, Sam Darnold, who I always thought got a bad rap, and Trey Lance, which is a real wild card. This is something to stay tuned and watch because the 49ers, by anybody's, estimation are very much on the short list for the Super Bowl so we'll see what happens there there'll be plenty of other NFL stories we'll be covering come at you like a fire hose coming up Chris Perfett's world of soccer lots of news but first let's go back to our guy Kevin Figures with the latest all right Bernie a lot of big contracts handed out in day one of free agency in the NBA the biggest deal of the night went to Tyrese Halliburton he signed a five-year extension with the Pacers a reported 260 million dollar maximum contract the Pacers remain busy also signing for Bruce Brown away from the Nuggets he signed a two-year two-year and 45 million dollar contract Memphis signing Derrick Rose to a two-year deal they also gave Desmond Bain a five-year contract extension as well Lakers signing gave Vincent to a three-year contract they also signed Torian Prince and Cam Reddish to one-year deals. Kyrie Irving signing back with the Mavericks on a three-year contract, a four-year contract for Draymond Green to go back to Golden State. Fred Van Vliet signing a three-year $130 million extension, or I should say contract, free agent contract with the Houston Rockets. Major League Baseball Friday night, a 493-foot home run for Shohei Otani, the longest in the majors this season, but the Angels lost to Arizona by the score of 6-2. to Rays dominated Seattle 15-4. to A couple of home runs from Matt Olson, six total for Atlanta as a team. They beat Miami. Wins for the Dodgers, Giants, and the Astros who defeated the Texas Rangers. Back to Bernie Fratto. All right, uh, Kevin. Good stuff, buddy. And of course, at this time every week, the news cycle never fails to disappoint. And so uh, we always make time for Chris Perfett's World of Soccer. The greatest goals. The thrilling finishes. The international drama. Chicharito, Chicharito, Chicharito. Ahí, ahí la tiene Torrado. It's all here in this report from the world of soccer. All right, Chris, I want to start with the U.S. team. They're a bit of an enigma to me. They play Trinidad later today, but I guess you've got some uh, updates from the Gold Cup for both U.S. and Mexico and that uh, crazy match they had. Yeah, it's, it's it's not a great group for the U.S. and I think we all kind of we um, they're playing Kits and Nevis, Trinidad, Tobago, and Jamaica, and that's only three countries there. I know we probably lose track for a second, but I, I, they start the Gold Gold Cup with a one-one draw against Jamaica of all of all things. It was a very very peculiar uh, <coughs> match, all things said and done, and then they just kind of walk all over Kits and Nevis, and that kind of brings us to. Jesus Ferreira, who got himself a hat trick in that game, and he actually joins Rarefied Company for the United States. He's only, I believe, one of only a very few player to have two or more career hat tricks for the U.S., including Clint Dempsey, Landon Donovan, and Josie Altidore. 
And uh, I think Peter Millar is in that group as well. But that's rarefied air. And, like, look, he, the other the other hat trick came against Granada during the Nations League. So I, I know people are going to poo-poo on Ferreira because of, you know, the, the countries he's doing this against. But you can only play the teams that are in front of you. And this has been a long-time problem for the United States in the Gold Cup and in CONCACAF in general. And, look, this is a kind of a C team out there. They're playing MLS guys out there because they used up all their big stars to win Nations League, kind of in preparation, I believe, for Nations League counting for Copa America for next year. But, it, you know, you got a kind of a C team out there right now. Meanwhile, for Mexico, uh, looking like they've got a little bit of magic now that they kind of are slowly managing in with their new manager. But... Uh, remains to be seen just how far that will really carry them. Again, they don't exactly have a strong group either. Hey, Chris, real quickly, and this, yeah. Trin- uh, this USA-Trinidad game is on TV. You can watch it on Fox, 7 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night. Uh, if the U.S. wins, they, they get a berth in the quarterfinals, correct? Do you expect them to beat Trinidad? Oh, I expect them. I, I I would hope so. I would really hope so. The the Jamaica Cup, the Jamaica match was very weird. It was very unlike the United States whatsoever. But I I have no doubt in my mind. If if they don't beat Trinidad and Tobago, I have some major questions for Absolutely. the uh, for the for for managing them again. Even knowing that this is the C, even the C, the third stringer should be able to beat a uh, country like that. So Christian Pulisic has been in your report and in our soccer news since we've been doing this the last 18 months. Uh, Some big news surrounding him this week. Yeah, Captain America himself is actually leaving the United Kingdom, and uh, sources to ESPN have let us know that uh, he's agreed in principle to a long-term deal with Italian side AC Milan. Um, Chelsea and Milan really haven't gotten this together yet. They're they're a little bit uh, apart on the transfer fee. I think Chelsea itself they're they're wanting something north of about two hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, twenty million or so. I think kind of closer to twenty seven million. And Milan wants to bring that ballpark down by about uh, you know probably somewhere. Uh, around like 20 million or so, so they're 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 about apart by about seven million. But it sounds like Pulisic wants to move to Milan. He wants to he he's willing to take a substantial pay cut to make this transfer work. And look, I I don't think we can say anything except that his time at Chelsea has been a major disappointment. He's still young, but when he moved from Bayern Munich to Chelsea, it was kind of in a very Chelsea was in a very different state. It was a club that was at the top of the top of Europe. They had not long won Champions League, had all the all the money in the world to throw around, and then of all things, this war with Ukraine between them, uh, Ukraine and Russia really put a damper on anything because it forced uh, their owner, Abramovich, to sell the team. Todd Boley, the American uh, who leads the American consortium, who bought Chelsea, they've been shedding a lot of money just trying to keep things under control. And Pulisic, while he was with Chelsea, missed a lot of time through injury. So he's going to be leaving there, heading to Milan. I think it's a good fit for them. You know, just get, get a little bit of a, a different vibe in, and I think his explosive play will work well in Italy. Italy's always kind of known and kind of gets uh, stereotyped as having a very defensive mind, but I, I've i been a big proponent of the Serie A. I think it is a very fantastic league. It, it may not be, it's definitely not Premier League, but even compared to La Liga, maybe they don't have something like a Barcelona or Real Madrid, but I think they've got more good teams. There's a lot of good competition, and I think... Milan had a uh, just a couple of years, <laughs> excuse me, a couple of years ago, 
were down the wire with their rivals, Inter, for for the Scudetto. They they picked up one the other year, and like they they want to continue to keep running Italy. All right, a couple other quick things here. Uh, the Women's World Cup, which is around the corner, I'm really actually very much looking forward to. A new wrinkle in terms of the referees and officiating. Yeah, so VAR, Video Assisted Refereeing, has kind of been the byword for a while in in the world of soccer. It causes all kinds of uh, you know questions about it. But I think one of the cool things they're actually talking about doing for the Women's World Cup, they're going to be introducing what they're what has kind of been described to me as NFL-style VAR calls, which means that, you know, you, usually what happens in a VAR, you'll you'll get some review, and on television you'll see the, the review, but just in the stadium, then you'll just get, you know, if VAR, you know, says the goal is good or, set, or overrules it, but now the referees are going to have to come out and to the crowd much like they do in the NFL, explain the explain the rule, explain the decision. You know, when an um, when you know the ref goes out, out to after you know after review the play on the field, so that this that and the other thing that's going to happen now in the in the world in the women's World Cup. I actually really like this idea. It's, it's it's a little quirky. I think as always with VAR in a sport as old as soccer, it's going to take a lot of getting used to. But uh, I, I there, there's been some successful trials in this, especially with the, un, the men's under 20 World Cup. So I, I'm excited to see this, and I really hope it catches on because I'd love to see this in the men's game as well. Finally, we got about a minute. A logo redesign in Spain has caused some uh, interesting reactions from some folks. Atletico Madrid, yeah. So Atletico Madrid has been trying to change their logo for a while. It's it's, it's not a huge difference on it, just how the bear is. There's a little bit of a bear on the logo, like up against a tree. Uh, I just found this fascinating from a from a marketing standpoint. They've been wanting to do this, but you know, in Spain, fans have a ton of control, and in a binding vote with the fan, 88 percent of the club's members. 78,000 of the club's more than 138,000 members participated in the vote, 88% choosing the previous badge. This is only this is mostly fascinating to me because it really makes a financial hardship for Atletico, who has a deal with Nike, who uh, it says the, your old demo is not going to return until 2024-25 season just because they have to go through with Nike and make this expensive process of changing the logo back. I just find it fascinating. I, I, I would be tickled to think, you know, with all the with all the logo changes for, like, the Washington Commanders, if fans could have a vote and change it back, that would be very funny. Right, right. I'm, agree- I'm in agreement. All right, Chris Perfett's World of Soccer back in 24 hours. Uh, with an updated version of the world of soccer as we march toward the Women's World Cup. Get some rest there, Chris. Have a good one, Bernie. All right, thanks so much. Uh, coming up, the nation's favorite July 4th sporting event returns for another year. Don't act like you don't love it because you know you do. Joey Chestnut is a household name. And by the way, it's not just hot dogs. The dude's got like 24 world records. You want to tease? He once ate 53 soft-shell tacos at Taco Bell's in 10 minutes. We've got more where that came from. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio, Tyrac.com Studios. Keep it locked right here. You're listening to the Bernie Frado Show on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we're wrapping it up on the Bernie Fratto Show. Coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. Fox Sports Radio here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Before we go any further, I want to thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles. They've been with me since 11 p.m. Pacific on Friday night. Kevin Figures on the updates. And, of course, Mark Ramsey, our technical producer, Ethan Miller, turning all the dials, keeping us glued together. Of course, great job on the contest. Ethan will have the standings up, the final standings, Tuesday night. And... uh that will conclude the first round, and uh, we'll, we're going to do it again in a couple weeks for another 12-week contest. Uh, quick programming note, I will be back on these airwaves Saturday night at 11 p.m., and I will also be co-hosting with Arnie Spanier, sitting in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon Monday from 7 to 11, and this is one topic we'll be having a lot of fun with. It'll be the eve of the nation's favorite July 4th sporting event, Returns for another year. You heard Ethan in our trivia questions earlier tonight. Ask a gentleman, I think it was Dave, he nailed it, uh, as to the location of Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Dave correctly answered that it was, of course, in Brooklyn, Coney Island. Actually on the corner of Surf Avenue and Stillwell Avenue. How do I know that? I, I'm just not normal. Okay, so we've got the latest contest eating odds uh, of course now uh, you can bet the event you always been able to maybe not in vegas but every now and then a book might put it up joy chestnut seven year winning streak he's won this event 15 times heading into this year's contest he's won 15 of the last 16 here's a trivia question we may have to do this saturday night if you're paying attention the last guy to beat joy chestnut was someone named matt stoney back in 2015 but not to be daunted, uh, Joey Chestnut came back and thumped the next year. This guy is not a guy to be played with, okay? Not a guy to be played with. Uh, he uh, He's minus 5000 to win this event, which is basically you got to bet, you know, $5,000 to win 100 500 to win 10 50 to win one. Uh, and, yeah, the, the, the types of bets you want to look at, uh, I'm going to get to in a minute, but... When I mentioned that Joey Chestnut's not a guy to play with, okay, um, he holds eating records in 24 different categories, and some of these are just absolutely, <coughs> excuse me, absolutely crazy stupid. And a lot of these things, a lot of these food items, you can relate to. I gave you the the Taco Bell stats a minute ago. He ate 53 beef. Soft shell tacos in in ten minutes. That's a record. Just try to picture what that must must look like. Okay, 
you like grilled cheese sandwiches? He's got the record. Joey Chestnut does. 47 grilled cheese sandwiches in 10 minutes. He had 141 hard-boiled eggs in 8 minutes. Of course, the record for the Nathan's Hot Dog Contest, which is uh, 10 minutes. You got 10 minutes, right? He ate 76 hot dogs. Uh, he did that, I believe, in 2020. 2021. And that's that's currently the world record. So for Joey Chestnut to break the world record this year, he'd have to eat 77. Now, the odds are heavily against him doing it. Uh, the no is minus 280, which means you'd have to bet $280 to win 100. The yes is plus 185. And there's science to this, right? You want to factor in weather, you want to factor in humidity, and you want to factor in air quality. Right now it looks like it's going to be 90 and humid. Not conducive to hot dog eating weather. Not that he's not going to not win or eat a bazillion hot dogs, but I don't think he's going to get to 77. Now, I know that Joey Chestnut is probably not happy with his performance in 2022 because he uh, he won. He ate 63 hot dogs uh, and won, won handily, but that was a drop-off of 13 hot dogs from the year before. And it also snapped a six-year streak of Chestnut consuming 70 or more hot dogs in the contest. Now, 20 and 21, they were the best years for Chestnut because he had a record of 74 hot dogs in 20, and then he did. He came back with, a, check that, in 19, came back with 75 in 2020, and then in 2021, he has sets a new world record of 76. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 